Let's get started. Good show. Oh, right. Welcome okay. to the Hey Show. Hey. Two hey. points are nice to meet you. <laughs> All right. You know when you the, have like a tagline, you're supposed to do it every episode. No, no. Well, you know me, that's I'm not that's our that's our that's our roaming thing is that we're gonna change up our just intro. a different just different <laughs> every single time. Two points are so, nice to meet you. <laughs> so, so welcome welcome to the Hey Show, the show for beginning jiu-jitsu and MMA athletes, uh, definitely not for experts. This show is for people who, I don't have a funny one. Do you guys have a funny one? Something that... MMA... People uh, that get caught in cross collars. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Midget <laughs> MMA fighting. Yeah, people yeah. who get tapped out from close guard. Right. <laughs> That's good. All right, so um, story time. Uh, we're, the segment today we're starting with is jiu-jitsu story of the week. Uh, the good thing is is that something really cool happened this week, so that's the reason why we decided to do this segment, and that is that Chad got blasted all over the internet that he's a shitty-ass coach. So, that's true. Uh, we want to set the record straight, <clears throat> and, we are gonna, and we are going to go straight to Jiu-Jitsu Story of the Week by Chad Hawkins. The story of the Tristan story, uh, or apologize, the Tristan quote, you will never amount to anything. In this sport. Let's yeah. still be determined. <laughs> See, you try to throw someone yeah. enough rope to you know save hey, themselves. I gotta, live up, just, I gotta live up to my. Yeah. I gotta live up to what I've been what I've been told I am. Or you're the heel of the show. Go ahead. All right, go. <laughs> what am I doing? Describe when Describe? that quote happened. Yeah. So I had this conversation with Tristan the other day, and I guess I was that brutally honest with him. <laughs> yeah, he did say that. I remember. Yeah. Um, so Tristan, when he came, he was either I think he was 13s. Yeah, 13. Um, yeah. And he had the biggest hands and the biggest feet out of a 100-pound child that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he looked like a baby Great Dane. Yeah, <laughs> oh, kind of. That's probably that's very accurate. well, like, yes. Uh, and I just remember, like, he was so clumsy. Mm-hmm. And and he, he would not get any of it down. Like, he would trip over his feet. I mean, nothing against Derek, but Derek's tapping him out. Yeah. You know, like back in the day, that was kind of like the joke that if you got beat up by Derek, like you're really not doing good. You know, Poor now Derek. Derek got tough. Okay, so I'll give Derek props there. I'm not hating on Derek. But back when Derek first started, you know, like all the kids would kind of try to bully Derek. Um, so Tristan wasn't just, he was having no real success and it just didn't seem like his sport. So I just said, look, you probably aren't going to amount to anything in the sport. You probably should look for a different uh, direction, football or, or bat, you know, I don't know, something. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I'm sure that I came off as, you know, not being a nice coach, but I just didn't see it, you know, yeah. and, and he completely proved me wrong and I have no problem admitting that. I mean, that's kind of what we want, right? Like when I, this is what I try to tell parents, students, I can <clears throat> kick out the kid that's not being good or they're not listening. Right. But like, Unfortunately, sometimes those are the people that need it the most. Yeah. Right? Like, clearly, Michael's daughter, Sun Yoon, doesn't need jiu-jitsu. She's tough. She's yeah. athletic. She's smart. Right? Like, she's going to be okay in life with no matter what she does. Um, but there's these people in life that they are troubled. They have bad homes. They have uh, their they, – and they're acting out because that's the only thing that they know. And to me, by kicking them out or throwing them out – um, you know, are you essentially hurting them or helping them in the future? Do they need that place? Uh, and luckily, Tristan took what I said, and he worked a hundred times harder to become what he's become now. Yeah. 
and uh, you know that gave him it shows how much heart he has it shows how much drive he has and you know whether that line made him successful or not I we don't know right but it clearly lit a fire in his ass and he clearly has become the top student in, in Effingham you know so and, and he's he's a scary person to deal with now so I wouldn't change anything that's what I told the guy the other day you know I said I wouldn't change any of what I did because if you change any of it maybe he doesn't exist right so yeah I um there's a totally unrelated story uh when I went to culinary school I, I had this chef he actually made Princess Diana's wedding cake oh wow and he used he told me he said I legit tell people I used to tell people all the time please leave this school you're not good at cooking and you're definitely not gonna be a chef and he said he got in trouble from the admin saying, like, hey, you can't say that to people. He honestly was like, no, I'm doing them a favor because they're going to fail. They don't have the talent. Now, in jiu-jitsu, we know that it doesn't always have to be talent or things like right. that. It can be learned, whatever. But I definitely don't – I don't know. I think you've become I, such a soft world. Yeah. And I agree. Here's the problem, right? You don't know what's going to motivate who and yeah. how. Right? Yeah. You could say somebody sucks and they completely shut down and they quit the sport and they quit uh, culinary school or they quit whatever it is, right? You could say they suck, huh? You could say they suck uh, and it motivates them, right? Right? Or you could say, man, you have so much talent and you're so good and you're going to be so good at the sport. Do you know how many people I've told? They have so much talent and they're their next big deal and then three weeks later they don't exist? Yeah. So it goes both ways, and there's not any right or wrong way to it. I, I guess I just grew up with I'm a piece of shit, and if somebody tells me I'm a piece of shit and I like something, I'm going to work ten times harder until I'm good at it. Yep. A lot of the most talented people aren't the hardest working sometimes. So. No, absolutely. That, yeah. I, I definitely know that. All right, Ronnie. Yep. Uh, story of the week. Um, I don't know what this means, so I'm very exciting. Uh, it says MMA weight cutting versus jits. Okay, so um, I wanted to talk about, and this more, maybe not a news story, but more of like a, a, to a topic was, so MMA has such um, wide ranges in their in their weight classes, right? So when you cut for an MMA fight, um, you know you got to be you're cut normally cutting, and you normally have to cut a ton because you want to be light when you weigh in. And then you have a day to recover, and then you fight that night. Whereas jujitsu, at least for IBJJF, and um, and sometimes the if you just weigh in the day before on local ones, you're basically weighing in, and then you're competing. So my question is: is which one do you think is a better, um, a better um, acumen or better to say that fighter is good at that weight class, right? Because if you say um, the, this MMA fighter is really good at 155, but yeah, well, he walks around at 200. He's cutting 50 pounds or whatever it may be. Um, whereas you got a jiu-jitsu guy, he fights at 170. He weighs um, uh, 180 pounds. He's not cutting that much. So he's probably, would you say that that guy's more apt for that? Or is the MMA fighter that's putting more work into cutting and then recovering is better? That's a tough one. That's a tough one because everyone's body reacts different. Right, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I clearly don't think the way that Tristan cuts his, and, and then also, how are you cutting your weight? Right. You know, like, are you doing a really correctly healthy weight cut? Or are you doing it the way that Tristan does? Yeah. You know, and you just stop eating and until you, you make weight, and then weak. you're completely drained and you're completely weak. 
I mean, I think whatever weight cut you're going to do, you need to probably find out the healthiest possible way to do it so you're not losing your energy. Right. Um, especially after watching the way that Tristan's cut weights, cuts weight lately and, uh, you know, even me cutting weight for this last pans, mm -hmm. uh, you know, by just doing it the way that I did, trying to get it all off in a day. Uh, it's, it's um, you don't realize it. And the age is another factor too. Yeah. You know, like you at maybe at a younger age are going to do so much better with that than if you're over your 30s right so that's i think that's, that extra day to recover for mma is makes it just a completely different world too compared right. to jiu-jitsu yeah i think I that mean. is a nice factor for sure i think that it'd be nice if you could figure out how to do that in jiu-jitsu but then would you, you per, so you would prefer that you would prefer like if if ibjj switch to you weigh in the night before then you compete the next day i think so you would prefer that i think i would too yeah as competitors, but as, as it, a well, fan, Well, it though. sucks. Well, uh, I think it sucks sitting around all day, and it really f messes with your morale and your head. That's true. When you're sitting there for seven, eight, nine, ten hours depleted and miserable, and you're, yeah. you're hating your life, and you're thinking about your match, mm -hmm. where if you were just sitting in the stands, chilling, drinking, eating a banana or whatever, mm -hmm. and comfortably waiting for your match i think you would see better matches and more intense matches i agree and also it's like uh i don't know never mind i lost what i, <laughs> I forgot what i was gonna say i actually i wanted to crack at this because i heard it completely different the way you asked it mm -hmm. i i heard it like what which is um the better way to get entertaining matchups Okay. That's the way I heard it. I think it. the extra recovery day will give you the better And matches. I think it's the exact opposite. I think it's the day of. Okay. Because well, I don't think people will cheat. And I don't think people will do extreme weight cuts. I know that's a Joe Rogan thing all the time he talks about. He says if you did a day of MMA, then people would not do extreme weight cuts, and then they would actually stay at their natural weights. That might be true. There's some truth to that for sure, yeah. And it's obviously way healthier. Yeah, uh, I clearly jiu-jitsu people are still cutting 10 or 20 pounds. Right. Correct, yeah. And then weighing in and then competing. Most of the top black belts are most of, are doing a, at least a ten pound cut. Right. And because again, and this is why this dynamic of the show with me is awful because my experience is mainly with children and kids. I I have seen kids that Sun Yu has grown up with now for how long? She been this like seven eight years now. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, that they they're the same size. The same size. They are doing extreme weight cuts. Right, and, and you should for kids. Yeah, I don't and, think kids should cut oh, anyway. But but that's just not. There's a ki there's a kid. I'm not say names, anything like that. Let me say it. There, no, there's two <laughs> kids that I know of. Actually, there's two that son you competed with, and she has got next to, and she is towering over them now, or the same size. Mm -hmm. And these kids were gigantically bigger than her before. So them doing those extreme weight cuts has stunted their growth. You're yes. thinking. Oh, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind. It's certainly and not healthy. For you're, them. Go, you're going to, and you know, and like Rev talks about this a lot. These guys that are that the smaller weight and they're just small, and he's like, yeah, you can tell they cut weight extreme whenever they were kids. Mm. I just think all of that should be burned out of the sport. I think that people should fight at their natural weight cuts. I think it would be more exciting and things like that. But here's the thing, like Chad said, if, if you're not doing it, someone else is. Right. That's and it's just true. an arms race that we keep talking about on the show over and over. It's an arms race. Yeah. Yep. All right. I mean, so I've cut weight for six days in a row while your whole team goes, you know? Like, that's, that gets rough. That was me for pants. <laughs> that was you for pants, yeah. So, Brandon, I gave you 12 minutes of fill. All right. Brandon, your story of the week. You know, I, I don't really have too much to dig into, Aaron. I'm not sure that this, this was a couple weeks ago, but... uh. 
I thought it was pretty cool to see all the new the new promotions for our academy recently too. I think that was kind of the most exciting things I've seen in jiu-jitsu in a while. Honestly, it's just seeing the how many did we have? Seventeen people get promoted. Yeah, we had well from and it's from like four or five different schools. Yes, you know we have our two schools, but then we look over three or four other schools. But yeah, somewhere around sixteen or seventeen people got promoted. Uh, mostly blue belts. It's pretty exciting just to see all the upper belts now. When I first started five years, whatever it was ago, you know. Everyone's a white belt, yeah, except for two people. Yeah, it was all white belts, and then just you, Derek, and Ronnie. That was so. it. And now it's, you know, there's a, quite a few blue belts, and it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, I mean, right now I would say our blue belts almost outweigh our white belts in some aspects, it's depending close. on what night it goes. We've got a few purple belts now, a few in brown belts. Of competitors, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's about all I got. <laughs> okay. All right. That sounds great. So uh, that is uh, Jiu-Jitsu Story of the Week. We're going to keep doing those segments because uh, we all, you know, you guys have all amazing stories. To What's tell mine? Prayers. You did Tristan's. I did? Yeah. You did the, uh, where you were a bad coach. And then you oh, that was my segment? That's yours. Oh. I got robbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you might want to explain that story instead of just yelling people Look, Facebook stop being soft-ass pussies and stop believing everything the internet says. Alright, I'm done. Believe it all. <laughs> Reads, but whatever. Alright, well, uh, <laughs> uh, we actually had a segment lined up, which is going to be, I don't know which is going to be the more popular segment, Do I Tap, or What Would Tristan Do? And that would be, that's the segment where you guys guess exactly worded. How Tristan answered that question. Do I have to talk like Tristan? Yeah. Yes. All right. And, and then I get to read his response as Tristan, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> so, wow, we Tristan's going to beat me up. We, 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 we are not doing that segment because we didn't. I did not get in all the answers from Tristan, so that's okay. That will be uh, for the next set of shows. All right. We are instead going to play, uh, which I think Chad won't even understand this, so that's, it makes it even better, right? Okay. Chad doesn't understand anything. I'm just going to say <laughs> that. Uh, we are going to play uh, our segment called Toughest Guy in Letter Kenny, and I'm going to let Ronnie explain this one away, because Ronnie's actually the one who introduced me to the show. So um, I, I know you guys watched it. Letter Kenny is a show um, that is uh, the brainchild of Jared Kiso and a friend of his. They did... Um, they started by doing just like a, a small town problems a small town in Canada has, and then they made it a TV show. Um, but the main character Wayne, his big thing is is he wanted to be the toughest guy in Letterkenny. So there was an episode where he beat, he started beating up guys that come in, they'd have a fight, and they he started at the bottom and he worked his way up. And uh, so it's fun to play. Um, all right, this guy versus this guy, they fight, and then we call it the toughest guy in Letterkenny. All right, so we have two matchups for Toughest Guy in Letter Kenny, and we are all going to understand these matchups because that's fun. We are going to do um, all sorts of things. We're going to do just celebrities, actors, normal people we know, inside jokes. But today we actually have uh, we have a different kind. We have a superhero one, which is going to be interesting, and we also have a hypothetical one, like a hypothetical gotcha. person that's in your head. Okay. All right, so the first match. And this is a jiu-jitsu match. This is not the see. Well, this the is, rules. Exactly. That's okay. that, so Ronnie brought this up. He says you can't just call it a fight. Because yeah. then it's just a street fight. Yeah. We have to have rules in these matches. So this is a jiu-jitsu match. Okay. Okay, just jiu-jitsu. Now you can choose gi or no gi. I'm gonna go ahead and say no gi because of the two characters. Okay. Okay. The two match the matchup is Deadpool versus Luke Cage. 
Now, the reason I chose this is because, obviously, we know the superpowers of Deadpool, because that's the very famous one. Luke Cage might be one that people don't know as much, but he has unbreakable skin. So, who wins this matchup? Stalemate. Neither of them tap. Well, so just then it's, no, no, no. it's a jiu-jitsu match. Yeah. Just because his skin's on doesn't mean he can't be choked. Um, in the show, there's a scene where someone tries to choke him and they can't. Why? Because they don't do the choke correctly? or Well, he has like unbreakable skin. There's no way and Deadpool's tapping to anything. So right. Right. True. he would yes. have to beat him on points. Yeah. And then you have to understand how big Luke Cage is. He's, yeah, he's at least three dude. weight classes bigger than Yes, right. so he's, a, he's ultra heavy. I think Luke Deadpool, Cage. Deadpool, actually, crap. All right, let's look this up. Yeah, I think so. this up, So the matchup is a, a big, very strong guy versus a very nimble and ac- or acrobatic guy. That you can't hurt. Or that neither one choke. of them can get hurt or choke. So we're talking a jiu-jitsu well, you match. You could choke out Deadpool, I bet. You just, he just wouldn't tap, I don't think. I think oh. he can't die either. He, I think if he... He, well, just, he, he just take it, whatever it was. You know, he gets shot in the face and he takes it. So. Yeah. Now, if you behead Deadpool, his head still... or Until he... That's happened regrows. before. He just regrows his whole body. Right, so I think... Well... So here's how I think the match works. Okay. <laughs> right? Deadpool's fighting, uh-huh. right? And he... Rips a finger off. Uh-huh. His own finger. Yeah. And then he shoves it down Luke's throat. Wow, that's a... Until okay. Luke chokes and dies. Is that a legal submission? Oh, that's... <laughs> that's a G- I'll tell you what, that's not a bad... <laughs> <one>. say, <laughs> one more time. Down his throat. This is a jiu-jitsu match. Yeah. Not a celebrity death match. Is this ADCC rules, or...? Yeah, we gotta get a rule set. So you don't see the finger get... Okay, okay, okay. Uh, well, it had to be Nogi. That's fine. So let's let's do ADCC rules. Okay, ADCC. <laughs> we so, want the heel hooks in there and stuff. So right? submission only Slamming. for the first ten, and then the last five is points. Luke so, Cage definitely wins on points, I think. Yeah. So as long as I I, I would think uh, Deadpool could squirm out of a lot. I know he's super strong, but neither one of them know jujitsu. So that's the. Well, that's then you the have thing. to ask yourself which one would be more willing to learn jujitsu too, and we definitely know the answer to that one. But what if we just teleported them both in here instantaneously with oh, the, on okay, the mats? Yeah, so yeah. Go at it. Yeah. Explain the rules to them and then go. <laughs> wow, Marvel's Marvel's uh, character database is really bad. It doesn't show any dimensions. Wikipedia doesn't. I used so, to love the little Marvel. What I say, like cards? six? Yeah, no. I'd, I'd say probably Deadpool six one one seventy. Yeah. And then I'd say Luke 200. Cage is what six three. He's like, like two two fifty at least. Yeah. yeah. So who's gonna win? Luke Cage. Well, I mean, unless he shoves his hand down his throat. <laughs> unless, style. yeah, unless it's a celebrity death match, and then yeah. You can check the oil. I don't. I think you don't get any points for that. Yeah, but what if you <laughs> fist the guy's bunghole? Yeah. <laughs> and then he just dies. Well, <laughs> he just dies. <laughs> All right. Maybe Deadpool's hand has poisoned it. All right. So I it's a pretty. <laughs> So, uh, you, like, there's no win scenario unless you're just saying they go to points and then yeah. probably the bigger guy's going to win on points. All yeah, right. I think so. <laughs> so we've got two Luke Cage votes. Yeah. Yeah, unless Deadpool can, and now if we're talking legally, if he can get around and get on his back and just hold can't on. can't choke him, though, yes. He doesn't have to but choke him. He just four. gets the back hold points on. and then hold on. Yeah. He's acrobatic and stuff like yeah. that. Can, can Luke just grab his arm, though, and rip his arm off? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, then... 
but then he wouldn't tap. So does yeah, that? Do they? If you rip off, the limb off, do you win? It's really strong too. Now, do you? Right. If you rip any limb off, do you automatically have to stop yeah, the match? I think you do. You're, that's a good point. I never so. thought about oh, that. Shit. Yeah, because the rule is, yeah, it's it like, is the rule. The rule is if if the uh, ligament or if a big bone breaks, at least that was the MMA. Yeah, rule, blood's but, everywhere. You got to stop. The yeah, match. they got to stop it. I, yeah, I think, I think wow, we got to get Luke. Right? Luke Cage wins. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice. There we go. Well we done. Complete, we came completely, completely changed. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know what? What Chad's gonna do is Chad's gonna go out on this thing and he's gonna put a poll up, and we're gonna let all of you viewers watch it and vote on this. Okay, That'd be a good idea. Cool. Yeah. A nice engagement. We we'll get one vote. All right. So, <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> all right. So the last toughest guy in Letter King matchup is a hypothetical matchup. So these are two hypothetical people I made up in my head. Okay, and this is an MMA fight. Uh, let's go. Okay. Let's go three three rounds, five minutes. Okay, okay. Uh, let's go with just regular old UFC rules. You know, okay. nothing extreme. No one rules can't be to the head, whatever. Uh, in quotations, the first person is undefeated in the street guy. Okay, okay. so just okay. go ahead and picture that. Like a real undefeated in the street guy or a fake undefeated in the street guy. The, the guy that says I'm undefeated in the, the street. Exactly. The quotations. Okay. okay. He's the guy who says. And has that in his vocabulary. Yeah. I'm undefeated. Too dangerous streets. to fight in the cage. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Versus. You don't want to see me when I see red. That yeah. kind of guy. Exactly. Versus a non-traditional black belt, again in quotations, in hot keto double Fernum Schnavitz who learned it on from a Chinese black belt on Mount Fuji. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I got to go for the undefeated now, in the streets guy. Hold on real quick. I heard I, you guys probably at the end are like, what's this Asian guy saying? <laughs> Chinese black belt on Mount Fuji. Those are two different places. Or I just blew your mind. <laughs> Anyways, um, I've actually had one person come to Moequa and tell me that exact statement. I've had a person say almost that exact statement to me. And showed me his hot keto karate card. Hot keto's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we just made a lot of friends. All right, so well, undefeated I'm also hot keto followers. <laughs> undefeated in the street guy. Versus non-traditional black belt in hop keto, Dublin Furner Schnavitz, who learned from a Chinese black belt on Mount Fuji. Go. I gotta say the high school tough guy. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna take it. Undefeated in the street guy, yeah. But you been almost have to assume undefeated in the street guy's never been in a fight. Right. Right. So you got a guy that's gonna be just helicopter arming, just throwing yep. his arms out and spinning yep. in circles versus a guy that has learned something that is probably bullshit, but at least he has a fighting stance. I don't know, man. I, it's and he's been to Mount Fuji. And he, I mean, he climbed up a mountain. That's a high mountain. He, if he climbed up a mountain, you gotta have a little. He's got bit some of, leg strength, some arm lungs. strength. Some that, lungs that's too. you gotta go right through the suicide force too. Think <laughs> that's about true. that. That's tough. Mentally tough. Yeah, mentally <laughs> tough. I'm still going high school tough guy. <laughs> It's, it's, I'm doing yeah. the hop keto guy. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. We're putting this on Roddy. Okay. Oh, man. I would go... I think I'm going to go hop keto guy, too. Oh. Only because I feel like having having some form of martial art is way better than having zero. Than having a I got the perception. street dog. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you told, if you told me that that guy has watched every UFC coming up, I might switch to because at least he's watched it. What if he's what <laughs> yeah, if he's just a professional wrestling fan? 
What's that? What if he's just a professional wrestler? I would go pro wrestler over Hapkido guy, hundred percent. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna. At least he knows a hole. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, not a correct hole. Hit him with the figure four. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I have to tell an embarrassing story now. Oh man. So we were ter- we were teaching arm drags the other day in kids class, and a kid came in to try. And I'm not joking. He tried the arm ringer from like WWE. He was grabbing people's arms and like turning it around. And I, I legitimately had to like not laugh or anything and be like, hey, bud, so we're going to learn another style. <laughs> hey, it bud. Was, it was, uh, it was, um, yeah. it was tough. It was tough. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was toughest guy in Letterkenny. So cool. yeah, great segment. All right. Let's go on to uh, our last segment of the day, and that's shit talking white belts. So, all right. all right, let's transition. All right, See you guys. all right. Welcome let's to the shit talking white belt segment of this episode. Uh, today we're looking at Austin. He is a white belt from Terre Haute, and uh, this is a Fuji. Um, I'm assuming from Indiana. Fuji Indy. Fuji and Indy is the Greek god. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna watch. He used him to be and... the Greek god. He's a dad now. Uh, it gets us all. All right. You know when Thor goes through that stage in his life where he gets the dad bod? Where he's playing Fortnite or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Austin's there. We've all oh. been there. Right into it. Austin's here in the blue gi. Stops the trip. And yeah. that was That's just such a good spot. And I'm, So is there sound? Can we hear this? Sure. Because it's good. You have to hear it. You have to hear it. I mean, Might be a little loud. Down just a smidgen. Well, we'll play it, see what it sounds like. Oh, that's not bad. Listen to Jordan. That's great. <laughs> that's not me laughing, though, if you're wondering. Some other dude that has a weird laugh. Yeah, some other one. It's definitely not me. But he really hits good on that lat drop. Yeah, he um, stops that trip that mm-hmm. the guy goes for. Very good. He stops the trip and hits a lat drop. Um, I'll go back to. It's a big two points. <laughs> we'll finish it and then we can go back and look at points. So good. He does good. He does good. Great transition. Utilizing the position, staying on top. Boy, I got to say, that guy on the bottom did a shitty job, though. Yeah. The guy on the bottom he, wrestled, too, if I remember right. So, I mean, it's. Well, he, when he was in side control there, when they reset him. He, no, he tried to. He, he tried put to, his foot up to block him, and then he immediately put it down when, yeah. when the match started, and he went straight to mount. He had the underhook, but he didn't get out on his hip. He just thought, oh, I'll just use one hand to throw this body over, which is very incorrect. Yeah. He deserved to get mounted. And now he's trying to put the foot up again. I don't the know wrong what he's doing foot there. As that. <laughs> he created the space here. You need and here's the biggest thing that I noticed. Oh, I mean, this yeah. is at all belts. You you create the space and then you stop the momentum yeah. once you create the space and you lose it all. And then you're just right back to the same he's spot. He's got the Kimura you know, on the I mean, other side. Yeah, he does actually really good at keeping that Kimura and then getting it right when he comes up. Yep. Which which was awesome. Yeah, during that roll he was able to just rip it out. I mean, you know, like we got to think about too. as we analyze these videos too, right? Because we got to get better at this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not we're not perfectionist at analyzing footage. What you know, the whole time we're just saying some of the good stuff they're doing. Mm-hmm. But you know, we also have to be giving feedback on what they should be doing. Is are they hand fighting correctly? Is their posture correctly? Is their base correctly? Are they shrimping? You know, all those little things we right. got to be looking at. And it's kind of hard with these videos. Yeah, it's hard to tell some of the angles. That are going so fast. Correct. So we do need to kind of maybe stop them more 
and break down little parts. Like you notice the foot, you know, where he steps on the foot to lat drop him right yeah, there. Yeah, right there. You know, yeah. like that's good. Um, you know, the shrimp that his opponent does is a good shrimp, actually. He actually gets his knee in, yeah. and he actually gets to the point where he could he could essentially be fine, but he just stops, and then Austin reclimbs, and everything's lost. Um, you know, so we need to figure out those. Just if we can take every video and try to pick out two or three extra things that whoever's watching this uh, could gain from it, that's what I think the video should do. Yeah, we're getting ready to reset. We'll show that um, shrimp again. Yeah, watch him with his foot here. Well, what he tries to do is I think he overanalyzes the thought right here, and he thinks he's going to get this underhook and then come out yeah. the back, and then Austin just immediately steps over to mount. Yeah. So he his thought process was he was going to wrestle up. Mm -hmm. So as soon as he put his hip down, Austin stepped him out. Yeah, and when we're talking about that, we right here we can see he's got the underhook, but as he turns up, he goes flat. His back, yeah, his back is flat. You cannot wrestle up with a flat back. You got to be up on your head. They hip, both up go to your for knees. this transition at the same time too, yeah. and yeah. he puts his. I mean, he gives it to him. Yeah, absolutely. You can't. Yeah, he, he was hundred percent thinking he was going to just throw him over. With he also one didn't arm. even fight the knees. Like when they're coming over, he doesn't no. put his hand down to try to block or Nothing. stop him. He just takes it. He just thinks, yeah, he's going to overpower him with that underhook. Yeah, but I mean, here he's got his elbows in. His frames are good. The yeah. iron bottom, right? But he's not using his feet. Not yet, but he's going to base it, too, to kind of like bait him, mm -hmm. right? He fails the first time, fights the hooks off, blah, blah, blah. Now he's kind of got he goes that two cross. On one. Yeah. The leg right here. People can't really tell, but he's two on one the, the the leg. But that's what gave up his Kimura, unfortunately, because he didn't keep it as a good frame. That one oh, he already has off. the Kimura yeah, here? He's got the Kimura here. And then okay. he, yep, he hip bumps right, right here. His yeah. back. And uh, then he gets to half guard, and yeah. that's all she wrote. And really, if he would have just turned his hips to the left right here mm -hmm. and started shrimping out um, been a lot better and off. straightening the arm, he could have probably started chasing the back. Uh -huh. But instead... He just comes up and then Austin follows it and then and gets to finish. I don't know if he could have finished it if he didn't turn him over like that, honestly. Right, exactly. He should have stayed on his back and he should have kept straightening his arm and scooting off yeah. to the side until he was either on the back. He shouldn't let the roll take place. Yeah, whenever he rolls, he gives him that angle to finish it. Yeah, right here, when I grab up a Kimura from mount, I'm, I normally step back over into side control because then I can turn my hips under to get the finish and then you don't have to worry step about over the side. Head. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, so well. just some details on the finish on that. Look, guys, we're going to keep getting better at these videos. We just need you to send us some more videos, a little bit better quality. Send um, us videos of people you hate. <laughs> there you go. Hey, that's We'll fine. take any videos that you want us to, to review and analyze, and we're going to get better at these things. So uh, we appreciate you guys watching, following our content, and uh, subscribing to our channel, and, and keep watching The Hay Show. We'll see you next time.